Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 143 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Cynthia Guerra. Cynthia lives in Missouri City, Texas, and she is a stay-at-home mom with two kids. They are 14 and 11. Welcome, Cynthia. Thank you, Jen. So happy to be here. Well, I am so happy to be here talking to you. Um, you know, I don't always see before and after photos of my guests before we talk, but Cynthia sent me hers and wow. <laughs> before we get into the whole story, go ahead and just tell us how much weight have you lost overall? I have lost 110 pounds. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I'm looking at you now. I see you and you know, you look fabulous and it's impossible to even know that you once had 
110, you said 110, 110 excess pounds. Yes. That's just amazing. The miracle of intermittent fasting. (laughs) I love it. It's a life changer. And yes, thank you, Jen. (laughs) Well, thank you. You know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Okay. Um, I started my intermittent fasting August 25th of 2019. I remember, you know, I've always struggled with weight up and down, weight watchers. I would lose weight and I would gain weight. And definitely in 2019, I was at my highest weight. I weighed 240 pounds and I'm 5'5". 240 pounds? Yes. Yeah, I'm 5'5 as well. So I... I can imagine how that would feel. 210 was my highest, but it felt bad. It was awful. I was miserable. And, uh, you know, it. I feel like my weight just creeps on quickly. But anyhow, what hit for me the most was my husband, you know, he works for a company that gives us these awesome trips every year. And on this particular time, right before in August, we were in New York, New York City. And I remember we were on a tour and we were on the Brooklyn Bridge. And a lady that was on the tour with us had to stop. She couldn't keep going. She was overweight. She was, you know, having a hard time breathing and they had to stop the entire thing that we were on. So it really, I was thinking to myself, it's going to be me pretty soon because I'm having a hard time walking on this bridge. And I just remember telling my husband, I'm done. When we get back from this trip, I have to do something different. And I had been to my doctor right before this. And she said, you know, yes, your weight is creeping up. You are overweight. And she asked what I've been doing. And I told her and she said, well, how about intermittent fasting? And I was like, oh, I don't even know what that is, but sure, I'll try it. And so right before this trip, I had started to look into it and I'm like, okay. And I'm the type of person that I'm a rule follower. So I was thinking I can follow this rule if it's just don't eat after you're done. I can do it. So I had started looking into it, but I knew that right, I was on this trip. I, that was not a good time to start. But as soon as we got back, and that was August 25th, I said, I'm doing it. I told my husband, I'm starting today. And I'd already looked at some stuff online, and your name popped up on a Facebook group. And I joined the group, The Delay Don't Deny. And I started reading people's stories. And then I started listening to your podcast. And the first week, I remember I lost three pounds. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I told my husband, I've lost three pounds. And he's like, way to go. And really, that's how it started. You know, the weight just started coming off and I didn't feel like it was hard. You know, I was like, this isn't hard. I just have to follow, you know, the guidelines. And I would listen to the stories, your podcast. And I think that really motivated me to stay on track and listen to people's stories and get ideas and just continue my journey because I knew you know, these pounds didn't just come on in a month. Exactly. You know, I love the, you know, the similarity in your story and my story is that a trip was the catalyst for realizing we needed to change. Yeah, that was exactly it for me. As you know, from reading Delay Don't Deny, I was on that trip. We were on a family cruise. It was a seven-day cruise and we were eating a lot. And being on those Mayan ruins and trying to walk up those steps, my legs, I was like, I'm moving I don't even know. I could have weighed more than 210 pounds that day because we'd already been on the cruise for a while. I was full of food. But, you know, trying to move that many pounds up those stairs. And we got to the top and I felt like I was going to die. Like that lady that y'all had to stop the tour for. And it just, 
you know, if I'd have been the person they had to stop the tour for, I would have felt so terrible. Me too. And I'm like, I'm with my husband, you know, how embarrassing for his company. Like I just felt, and then not only that, Jen, but the the whole, you know, the health issue, like I want to be around for my children. I want to see my kids grow up. I want to be able to go on trips with them and not say, I can't get on, I can't walk, I can't, you know, and be a good example for my children too. like, you know, take care of yourself. And to be clear, I want to say I am not judging that lady because that was where I was going to be as well. I was feeling like I was almost there. Absolutely. And that, that was me. And, you know, I felt bad for her. I felt her pain. But we empathized because we saw that was our future. Right. I saw that as my future and I did not want that anymore. And it was a wake up call for me. Well, I love that your doctor first suggested intermittent fasting to you. Did she have any other, you know, tips at the beginning or did she just say intermittent fasting, go look it up? Pretty much just intermittent fasting, go look it up. There's a lot of information out there is what she told me. And interestingly enough, I'm kind of going ahead now, just this past few t- couple of weeks, I went to get my annual checkup and she'd never seen me before as a new doctor. And she's like, you know, asked me about my health. And I told her that I'd lost all this weight. She's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You're like the perfect patient. And she said, I do intermittent fasting. Yay! <laughs> I love that. And this is the whole doctor, not the same one. This is the doctor. This is a different doctor. The first doctor was my OB doctor, my obstetrician. But this doctor, just a general practice physician that I hadn't seen in the past. And she was just over the moon. She's like, oh, I'd love to hear this. I do this myself. You know, I'm so busy at work every day. So this is a good lifestyle for me anyway. I don't want to eat while I'm at work. And now with COVID, you know, especially don't want to eat and but she loved it. She was like, I, you know, she said she did some study as well on obesity. And she's like, there's just so much science behind it. And that's what's so good to hear is, you know, is that you have a doctor who, who says, this is good. This is really good for your health. You know, because I, even when I first started uh, losing weight, I had one friend asked me, you know, that's crazy. Like, what are you doing? And I was thinking, you know, it's crazy that no one ever told me, why aren't you taking care of your health? You know, it's crazy for me that I did not take care of me. That's what's crazy. Not that I'm doing intermittent fasting and just finding skepticism from people, you know, it's like, well, if you don't want to listen, that's fine. This worked for me and it's working and I love it. And if you want to hear about it, I'm glad to Mm -hmm. educate you and tell you what I've learned and what's worked for me and your books. And I always, I even gave you your name to my doctor, Jen Stevens. And I told her, go look her up. Delay, don't deny is the name of the book. And she wrote it down. So Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. And, and you haven't seen the other doctor that you that first... I did see her. I hadn't lost as much weight. I think I was maybe like 70 pounds lighter. Wow, that's yeah, she was very excited for me. She's like, oh my goodness. I, I had to look at the chart again and make sure I was reading this correctly. She's like, it's you. I'm like, yes. She's very excited for me. The people who think it's crazy, you know, if they've watched us do things, and you mentioned you'd gone up and down and up and down. You know, I did too, and I was trying different things. And people thought it was crazy until time passed and I never went back up. That got their attention. The people that saw me yo-yo for years, they saw me go up and down and up and down. And then I didn't go back up. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. This is the only time Jen didn't go back up and more and more and more. And, you know, so that was the thing. You know, it takes time. So for everybody, if you've got the naysayers in your life who think it's just another, you know, fad or something crazy that you're doing, they'll be back. Maybe it'll be a year, maybe two years, but they'll be like, okay, now I'm ready. They'll be ready. Now I'm ready. Yes, yes. And it's okay. You know, 
it's okay. I told them I'm happy to help you. If you have any questions, I'm here. I've had a couple of friends reach out to me and I'll tell them what I'm doing. And I tell them your books and your podcast and your Facebook group and just to educate themselves and also to learn your body, right? Because I know everybody's different. My body's mine and what worked for me may not work for you, but I think it takes that time to figure out what does work for you. What do you need to tweak to make it work for you and to be successful? Absolutely. You know, I love that your OBGYN is the one who first recommended it to you because there's some sort of fallacy out there that just keeps getting repeated that women should not do intermittent fasting because it's, you know, quote, bad for us in some way. But yet we see in the Facebook groups, we've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of members, the majority of whom are women who are doing very well. Your OBGYN recommended it. You know, we've, I interviewed um, Dr. Cecily Ganhart on this podcast a couple years ago. She's an OBGYN. You know, it's not something for women to be afraid of. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by Optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's buyoptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Right. No, it's not. Absolutely not. I'm a success story, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And and it stems from a very real place. And that is that women's bodies don't do well with over restriction and crazy, you know, long term restriction. But when we practice intermittent fasting the way that we do, it is not crazy over restriction. It feels good for our bodies. Yes, because people are always asking, oh, you're not eating. I'm like, actually, I do eat. You should ask my husband. I should take a picture of my plate or, you know, now I'm more of an OMAD. But before, you know, it was food, you know, and I would get full. And, you know, your body learns that this is all the food that you need. And I wasn't restricting. I would show my friends like, look, I'm eating 
you know, these little drumstick bars. I love ice cream. That's one of my guilty pleasures. So I buy these like 110 calorie snack, even though it's not about calories. But oh, I, I get like, it. Yeah. But it's just the gonna, right amount. It's a small right, amount. It's a small amount and it's my treat. And um, I'm like, see, I ice cream. I don't do, you know, necessarily low carb or keto or, and I always tell them what I love about this is it's free. I don't have to pay anything. I don't do, I don't have to count points. I don't have to log what I'm eating, nothing like that. Yeah, I will never do that again. No, because I was I like Weight Watchers for no. a long time. I was tracking, you know, for science recently. You know, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm at my ideal weight range, but part of the ZOE, the Predict 3 study with Dr. Tim Spector's group, I was, you know, having to log my foods for that. I made it a week. And then I was like, I just can't. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> it's a great study. And anyone who wants to learn about their bodies, I highly recommend it. But you know, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> if I needed to lose weight, it might be a different story, but it's a lot. You know, another thing, Jen, I forgot to mention is I have a good friend of mine who happened to move and we decided we always talk about weight for some reason. We're always talking about how overweight we feel and how ugly we feel and even talked about we should get weight loss surgery. And so then I reached out to her and told her, hey, I'm doing this. And she's like, oh my goodness, my in-laws are doing that too, you know? And so we started every single Monday was our weigh-in check-in. So she would, you know, take a picture of her scale, send it to me. I would take a picture of my scale, send it to her just to hold us accountable. Accountability buddies. Yes, yes. And we did it the whole year. You know, it took me a year, a little over a year to lose what I'm, 100 pounds. That's fabulous. Yes, yes. And she, we still communicate once a week just to check in. How's it going? <laughs> How did she do over that year? She didn't lose as much as I did. She didn't have as much to lose. And I think she struggles a little bit more. As a matter of fact, today, she just texted me. and was like, oh, I need, we need to get back on our monthly, weekly weigh-ins because, you know, I've kind of gotten off track and I need to get back on track. And she's like, you're the only person I can, I feel comfortable talking to with about this. So she be, we were our accountability partners, so to speak. It's really good to have that support. Oh, yeah. And to, to, you know, bounce things off each other. And, you know, you mentioned that she has not been as successful long term with getting exactly where she wants to be yet. But, you know, sometimes people turn that inward when they see the success of others. Like, I'm certain someone right now in the audience, listener, I'm talking to you, the person in the audience who's like, well, wait a minute, Cynthia lost 100 pounds in a year, and I have only lost 10 pounds in a year. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, right. And so I want to emphasize that you're not doing anything wrong, probably. It's just that your body is working at a different pace. You know, thinking back to Roxy that I interviewed a couple months ago, I guess by now when this one comes out, and she didn't lose any weight on the scale, but then went back to her doctor months later and her fatty liver was reversed. Right. And so right. something was really important going on in her body that was like way more important than, than the, wa- the weight scale. loss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. She was losing fat from the liver, which is terrible for our health. So, you know, I don't want anybody to hear this and think, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. Cynthia, it sounds like was your body, even though you were... um just like me, we were in the obese range. Was your health overall pretty good? It was pretty good. Yes. I mean, I still did my yearly checkups. I was never, you know, I didn't have any issues health-wise. I would still get my physicals. And of course, you know, every year I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so overweight. But no, I mean, I didn't sleep well. That's another thing. My sleep has improved. I sleep through the night now. I used to not be able to sleep through the night. 
course, my joints were always hurting. I couldn't go up and down the stairs. My knees would crack. My husband says I've stopped snoring. I used to snore. (laughs) No more snoring. And of course, the energy level. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I told my husband, this is the most active we have been. Even he, you know, is out with me walking. Like, I didn't really start exercising, incorporating exercise until probably when COVID hit around March of 2020 is when I started really doing exercises. But before then, it was just, you know, my doing the intermittent fasting. And now, you know, we exercise together a lot, my husband and I. So it's brought on some really good changes for us. I love that. The reason I asked about your health is because, you know, we know that if our bodies have a lot of health issues that we're dealing with, like if you had been diagnosed with this, that, and the other autoimmune issues and, you know, type 2 diabetes, obviously your state of health would have been, you know, coming from a very different place. So I had a hunch, the fact that you lost the weight, you know, 100 pounds in a year. My hunch was that you were probably, even though you were overweight, just like me, I didn't have any diagnoses as, you know, type 2 diabetic or any of those autoimmune type of things. So my body was able to get down to, you know, the the losing the weight. And I lost it fairly quickly as well. You know, I, I lost 80 pounds in, in a, about the same amount of time that you know, where you lost a hundred. So somebody who's not losing at that rate, it's not, again, it's not intermittent fasting is failing you. It's that your body is taking time to do something else. You know, the more we have going on, the more we have to be patient with our bodies. Yes. So you said that you've learned how you've learned your body. Can you explain that to us? What did you mean by that? I just mean that, you know, some people say, wow, I can't have any sugar or I can't do low carb or I have to do low carb. For me, I learned that I can still have those things. I don't need to restrict my body to lose the weight. You know, because some people say, oh, I have to go on a low carb diet. I can't do any carbs. I can't have any fruit. I have to do keto or I didn't. You know, I, of course, now that it's been, you know, over a year, almost a year and a half now, I do tend to eat healthier. You know, I cook a lot. I've actually, I told my husband, like my daughter asked me the other day, what would be your dream job, mom, if you had, if you could just do anything you wanted? And I told her, I think you would be a chef, which is crazy, right? Because I hated cooking. And now I think I cook so much for myself that I really would wish that I knew better techniques, better recipes. Like I'm always in the kitchen and I cook a lot of my meals. The food tastes better when we cook it ourselves. It really, really does. It's funny that you said that because I was having a conversation with my younger son who's, you know, he's in the phase of life. He's an artist. He's has a band. He, he started painting and he's he's so talented, but he doesn't know what he, you know, quote, wants to do when he grows up, right? <laughs> he wants to just make art. And so he's working at a restaurant now, um, you know, in the server role. And I said, well, you know, would you like to cook? Would you like to be, you know, go to culinary school or something or be a chef? Because that's creative. And he said, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, I started thinking about it. I'm like, I might would like to do that. Is that crazy? Yeah, I was thinking I would like to go to culinary school. (laughs) I would too. I really would. I'm always in the kitchen trying to find new ideas. I was talking about my friend, you know, I would send her pictures of my meal. Like, look what I just made, you know, something new, just throw things together. So that was good because we would share ideas back and forth. Or did you see this new item at this grocery store? It's really good. Or One day I might just do it. I might just go sign up. We have a culinary school in our town. I might just be like, hi. I want to just learn, just, you know, for me. 
<laughs> One thing that's really helped me a lot is all those meal kit deliveries that I use. Oh, yes, I see that. Yeah, I always see your plates. It looks so yummy. <laughs> it taught me so many different techniques. I mean, I'm sure my knife skills are terrible. Like if I went on, what is that, the Worst Cooks in America show? I, I haven't watched that in a while. Have you ever <laughs> seen it? I have seen it. Like yes, my knife yes. skills are bad. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so are mine. I need some new knife skills. Yeah, I need I need some training. But you know, the more we do it, the better we get. And then you realize that you've got a you're gonna create a plate of food that is more delicious, more window worthy than anything you could go get, you know, somewhere else. Yes. And I think you said the key word, window worthy. It's like I, you know, I, I look forward to my meals. And now I look at fast food or like fries. I'm like, oh, like it's all great. You know, it's funny how it changes you, right? It's like you look at food differently. And I love food. I always tell my husband, that's my problem is I love my food so much. But it's like I said, it's got to be window worthy. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to make my meal. And I do a lot of meal planning. I'll cook on Sundays. I'll make a lot of vegetables or, you know, cook some stuff. I think, too, another thing that has helped is having things available, not just running for being prepared, being prepared. Yes. Having kids, you know, it's easy to get them fast food and eat what they didn't eat. So that was another struggle of mine. I would eat their leftovers (laughs) or sure, let's go get burgers and fries and all the bad stuff that I was eating. And, you know, that's funny. I had burger and fries last night, but it was homemade. Yeah, it was actually it was Green Chef, which I love. They actually sponsored this podcast, but I had a Green Chef burger and fries. And, you know, I made the, I, it started with whole potatoes that I cut up and then tossed in olive oil and then put in the oven. And it's funny, about two weeks ago, something, our box was delayed for a day. So it didn't come. So we had a night with no food. It was supposed to arrive and then it didn't. It came the next day. Everything was great and it was still very fresh, but I think it was delayed shipping a day. But, we went out to eat and we went to one of our old favorite places to eat with burger and fries. And my husband was eating the fries and he's like, <laughs> so then last night he actually said, this is so much better. Yes. It tastes so much better and you're in control. It's so much better. Still yes. a burger and fries, but there's something different about a potato. You cut up, toss in olive oil and roast in the oven. It's still a potato. It's still oil, but it's not the same as those, you know, fried and those vats. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that's to be my favorite thing. And I guess I'm getting to the point where I'm not going to want to go there anymore. Yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> that's funny. Now, you've talked about your husband being very supportive. Does he do intermittent fasting with you? He did for a little bit, but it didn't really work for him. So not really. He doesn't explain, really explain do what it. what you mean by that. What did not work for him? I think it's hard for him. Like for me, I started with the 16-8. And so I'd be done by a certain time. It was easy for me, or not easy, but I would tell myself, okay, I'm done eating at you know 7 p.m. or whatever time that was. He likes to snack at night. And I did too, obviously. I would even snack in the middle of the night. My husband would say to me, were you up last night eating? And I would say, shamefully, yes, I was up at two in the morning eating a cheese stick or eating a Snickers or Whatever I found in the kitchen, I was eating it at that time of the night, which is when I look back and think of it, I'm like, I should have been asleep in bed. I shouldn't be up in the kitchen looking for things to snack on. And I wasn't really even hungry. It was just something to do, I suppose. But he likes to snack at night when we're watching TV or 
he loves popcorn. So he's always eating popcorn or, so I think it just didn't work for him. And in his line of business before COVID hit, he would see a lot of clients on a daily basis and have lunch or it was just hard for him. I think he's like, I can't really fit the schedule. He couldn't make it fit into his life the way that he wanted yeah. it. Yeah. Well, if he ever you know, wants to try again, he can think about shifting that window to yeah, you know, told incorporate him. those snacks. I want to circle back to the night eating because this is something that I have heard from group members before, and it's foreign to me because once I get in the bed at night, there's a 0% chance I'm getting out of the bed for any reason unless I have to go to the bathroom so badly that I just cannot wait. And it's very rare that I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. <laughs> Luckily, I think a lot of women struggle with that, but I don't. I get in the bed, I go to sleep, I don't get up till the morning. But we hear from people who have the same struggle, the night eating. I've even heard from people who actually have sleep eating, which is a whole different thing that I I don't know how you would manage that. But would you consciously just wake up from a, a sleep and then go in the kitchen and eat? Yes, I think I slept awful. I would fall asleep on the couch with my husband watching TV, like nine or 10. I would wake up at 11. Then I would go lay down in bed. Then I would be up again around two or three and I would immediately go to the kitchen and I would open the fridge and start eating whatever looked good. Cheese stick, chips, candy. And I guess I would leave it in the counter. And then when my husband would wake up in the morning, he'd say, were you eating last night? Did you get up? I'm like, oh, shamefully. But you were fully <laughs> yes, awake. I was. You were awake. I was fully awake. Okay. Yes. But it, and I was consciously deciding to go snack to eat whatever I could find. Was it like I need to eat and then I can go back to sleep or was it just a habit? I think it was just a habit. I just wanted to eat. I really think I liked food that much that I would just eat because even if I wasn't hungry, I just wanted that snack that was in the pantry that was not good for me, but I wanted it. I wanted that. And I love sweets. I wonder if it was perhaps your blood glucose bottoming out during the night. You know, I've talked about the continuous glucose monitor that I wore as part of the Predict3 study with the Zoe app. And, you know, our blood glucose does all sorts of crazy things during the night while we're sleeping, but we don't normally know what it's doing because we're not up waking up testing our blood. But when you're wearing the CGM, you can see it. So it would, you know, I would wake up in the morning and look at, at the monitor and see that it had gone down at a couple points during the night. And so I wonder if it was, you know, I talk in Fast Feast Repeat about that blood sugar roller coaster that we get trapped on when we're in that unhealthy, you know, insulin resistance stage. And I wonder if your blood sugar was crashing and that was waking you up. And then you didn't even realize that you were, you know, searching for food, especially it sounds like with what you were eating, the candy, you know, was the drive for blood glucose, perhaps. Yes, I wanted something sweet. I wanted to eat the sweets. <laughs> yeah, I bet that was what was happening. It was your body and you didn't realize, oh, my body's telling me my blood sugar's low, but instinctively you knew it. And that was sending you to the kitchen. That's interesting. But you don't do that now. When did that urge stop? I would say it would stopped a few months into it. I mean, like I said, I'm such a rule follower that I knew even if I woke up in the middle of the night, I cannot eat. Like my window's not open yet. So I have to wait. And that to me was was easier. Um, yes, it helped. And I, I downloaded the Life app. I was using that to track, you know, how long I was fasting. So I knew, okay, I got to wait another hour or two. And I think also, I forgot to mention this, what really helped me was staying busy. Like, okay, I have two more hours. I've got to find something to do, whether it's go for a walk, organize something in my pantry, 
just get my mind off of food. I'm like, I, I can hold off. I can drink more water or, you know, I would have my, and that's another thing I wanted to tell you, Jen, I do fast clean. I don't, you know, cause some of our friends are like, Oh, but can I add some Splenda? No, like, no you cannot. <laughs> but I put it said zero calories. I'm like, no, nothing that sense. I didn't even doubt for a second that you were fast and clean. I knew you were, but I'm glad you started from day one, fast and clean. Day one, I started you know, fast I and clean. I think that's important. You know, you started from day one. That helped a lot. You know, it's harder to to correct if you've been doing it, you know, wrong for a while. But I love that the urge to get up in the middle of the night and eat has stopped. I really think that the fasting has reset, you know, that problem. So it's no longer there. So those of you that are struggling, you know, think about this. People who are getting up, you know, Think about that if you could just get through it, that urge will eventually go away like it did for you, Cynthia. It will go away. I don't get up in the middle of the night anymore. Even if I do, I don't think, oh, let's go to the kitchen and eat. No, it's so easy now. Like even now, you know, it's 1130 here and I'm not hungry, you know, whereas before I'm like, I just want to eat. (laughs) I just want to have pancakes or whatever it was. And now it's like, it's so easy, you know. I love the tip that you just gave about staying busy when your body's still adjusting, because I think that's important. You know, my first summer home after being an intermittent faster, and you know, I'd been a teacher, and it was a lot easier when I was at work, right? You know, I'm not eating because I don't have food there. But when you're at home, suddenly there's the kitchen. And especially now with the, you know, the still people working from home, that's a whole different challenge. So staying busy is very important. You know, what I would do that, that summer is I would, you know, if I've, saw it was my trouble time, like one, two in the afternoon, I didn't want to eat yet, I would go run errands, you know, get out of the house. Maybe that's the time to go for a walk or exercise or clean a closet, organize your pantry, like you said. Yes, that too, Jen. That I mean, for me, it's like, okay, I, I better go to the store right now or do something to get me busy. And at night, I also wanted to mention, because that was a struggle for me too, at the beginning was, oh, I, you know, I want to eat at night. And so I would go do a facial. I would go to the shower, take my time doing something for me. Like, you know, like I said, maybe do a facial, do a mask, do something for me. And that would get my mind off of me wanting to go snack or break my fast and not eat, you know. And and also during this time, you know, I lived just like you have said before, you know, you go on vacations with your family and maybe not so much now with COVID before COVID hit, but right before COVID hit, we did go to um, Disneyland. And I was like, Oh, I'm so nervous. I was scared because I was thinking, Oh, my gosh, I'm gonna gain weight, I'm gonna just lose it, you know, and I didn't, I gained maybe two pounds, maybe about two pounds. And I was fasting still not as strict. But and eating whatever was there, because obviously, I wasn't cooking. When I got back, I was telling my husband, Oh, my gosh, I only gained two pounds. And I was like, Okay, I'm back on like fabulous. And that wasn't even two pounds of fat. That's the thing that's so important. It was just two pounds of bloat, vacation bloat. Yes. But I felt so good even even at that time because, you know, I started in August and that was in December. So I probably had lost, I don't know, 30, maybe 20 pounds around that time, maybe a little bit more. But I felt so much better about myself. Like I could actually walk with my children in the parks. I could get on rides with them. Like I was walking. I just, you know, it's amazing what how you feel once you get this load off of you. You know, I I never wanted to be in pictures with my family. I never took pictures with my kids. Just didn't want to. I didn't want to go anywhere with anyone. I didn't want to dress up. It takes a toll on, you know, not just physically, but mentally 
it was taking a toll on everything. Oh, yeah. It does. You never get that out of your mind. At least I didn't, you know, and I don't want to be the person obsessed with my appearance and always thinking about every second, but that's how it felt at the time because I was so unhappy in my size and I felt bad physically, but emotionally I felt that everyone was judging me all the time. Right. That's how I felt too. Everyone's judging me. Everyone's thinking, wow, you just... And I didn't want to eat in front of people either. They're like, well, that's why she's big. I'm, I, you know, and it felt so, you know, <laughs> it felt awful. But I was judging, I was like putting ideas into their heads as to what I thought they were all thinking about me. But it was a terrible way to go through life. And they, you know, I'm sure some people probably were. They're like, well, you know, <laughs> look at her eating that. But now it's funny too, because you think about the opposite of that. You know, people have told me, oh, you're just not eating. Well, that's not true. I do eat, you know, just. I don't eat like I used to eat, but it's funny how, you know, I don't know, just some people are skeptical and they just immediately assume that you're starving yourself, that you must be doing something strange. Or like I said, they told me I was crazy. I'm like, that's just crazy. How can you do that? That's just crazy. I'm like, okay, well. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the teachers at school, she called it my starvation thing. And I'm like, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) <laughs> not at all. I'm not starving myself. I do eat. I do eat. And we eat we, with gusto when we eat. We eat well. Yes, I eat well. <laughs> what are some of your favorite things to cook? I cook salmon. I cook a lot of salmon. I have an air fryer, which I love. I use the air fryer a lot. Just different things. I've, I've gotten into beets. I never I knew that. I like beets. Oh, they're good. <laughs> Yeah. They're so good. Um, Although you have to, it's like a crime scene when you're cutting them up. Yes. My husband's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, I don't want to get it on me because I feel like it's going to stain everything. It's red. And and he actually tried it and he likes it. Real beets are not like a canned beet or something. No, no. I like to do a lot of fresh vegetables. And I think a lot um, of the things that I didn't like were because of the way my mother (laughs) prepared them, like canned beets frozen, weird Brussels sprout. I mean, you know, when you get a fresh vegetable and do it yourself, uh, now I'm really craving beets. Yes, I have some today. I'm actually going to make. <laughs> but it's funny because my even my kids have learned like, what is that, mom? That looks good. Or, you know, I'm happy that I'm incorporating some of these changes with them too and getting them to try new things and try new vegetables and look how I made this. And my daughter will come from downstairs and say, it smells so good in here, mom, what are you making? And I'll tell her I'm making this or that cauliflower rice. I make a lot of things with cauliflower rice, salads, chicken. I like the Turkey sausage. I make a lot of dishes with Turkey sausage incorporated into kind of like a, what is that? Not a Creole. I don't know what that's called, but where you put the, with the, the sausage with the cauliflower rice and make it like a, like a dirty rice. Yeah, like a dirty rice thing. I would throw some beans in there too. Yeah, I love beans. I love chickpeas. Oh, I, I love chickpeas. chickpeas. I'm having chickpeas for dinner tonight. It's a green chef again. It's the chickpea bowl with like, it's a barbecue chickpea and I'm so excited. That sounds so good. I love chickpeas. I <laughs> so good. I, I like any beans, really. <laughs> I love beans. <laughs> I just ordered a giant shipment of beans. In fact, a friend of mine that's one of the group moderators, Jenny, shout out to you, Jenny. Hello. But Jenny Rancho Gordo, is that the name of it? I'd never heard of it, but it's like a they have fabulous beans. She's like, you got to get them. I'm like, okay. So I'm looking forward to their dried beans. I've never worked with dried beans. Do you work with dried beans? No. 
No, even my chickpeas are from a can, but I rinse them. Me too. So I'm excited to to play around with dried beans and explore that world. And I posted a picture of them on Instagram. I'm Jen Stevens on Instagram. If anybody wants to come see me, it's pretty boring over there. It's beans and cats most of the time. But but, um, somebody's like, how do you prepare them? I'm like, I don't know. I just bought them. That's all. Step one, buy them. Step one, buy them. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to, I think, do something with a pressure cooker. Because I've just started using a pressure cooker. I roast them in the oven. I season them real good, put a little olive oil, and I roast them in the oven. And then you can put them on salads. You can just eat it with anything, really. I mean, they're just so good. I love them. <laughs> so good. So good. Now I'm, I'm like, okay, what time is it? When is my window going to open? What time is it? Not yet. <laughs> Too early. So when do you generally open your window? How does, how does your eating window look? You mentioned that you're one meal a day for the most part. Now I am. I didn't start off that way, but now I feel like I'm more. Well, tell us how it evolved. Tell us the evolution of your eating window. You said 16-8 at the beginning. 16-8 at the beginning. And I don't know. I was 16-8 for a long time. You were losing weight well with 16-8 then for a while. I was for a while. And then I slowly crept up to 18. And then that was on for a while. And now, you know, like I said, it's been over a year and a half. Now I'm like 20 hour at least, 20 hours. 24, sometimes 22, two. I've never done the up down. I've just stuck with. You like to eat every day. I like to eat every day. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to restrict myself to 500 calories. No, no, no. <laughs> that, for me, it's harder to do that than it is to not eat at all. I did that with the full down day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, now, like I said, it's like 22, t- between 20 and 22, um, just depending on the day. Sometimes I'm hungrier. Sometimes it could be 18 hours. I'm like, okay, I'm opening it at 18. I'm just I'm hungry today. And that's how it goes. That's a good way of doing uh, it. You're listening to your body. I'm listening to my body. I'm like, today I am hungry. I, I want to, I'm going to open it at 18. And, and that's okay. That's the thing that you've talked about too, is it's okay to not always don't be so rigid. And I remind myself of that because I feel like I get so rigid. I'm like, I have to eat at this time or I eat the same thing every week. You know, I try to remember it's okay to eat different things and it's okay to have chips and salsa and queso <laughs> if I want to. It's fine. I'm not going to have a life with no chips and salsa and queso ever again. No. And that's what I tell my friends. I do eat, guys, I do eat chips and queso and salsa and Mexican food and but then, you know, I close my window and I'm done. I have another good friend I forgot to mention. Her and her husband also started intermittent fasting because she asked me what I was doing. And I told her and she's like, oh, my gosh, I love this. I think her husband's 50 pounds lighter now. And she's about 35 pounds lighter. And she eats whatever she wants in her window. She's like, I'll have queso, butter, cookies. She does not care. And she's lost 35 pounds. She didn't have that much weight to lose. I don't think she was very big at all to begin with, but I guess she felt she needed to lose these 35 pounds and she loves it. She's like, okay, I open my window at one and I, we eat, I cook for my husband and I, and it's easy. She always says that to me. She's like, oh my goodness, this is so easy. And like I said, she eats anything, anything goes. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I like to think I eat anything too. It's just like when I said, it's what we want that's changed. I no longer want to. You know, I used to go, we have Publix here. That's one of my favorite grocery stores. And I used to go to Publix on the way home from teaching and I would get the fried chicken meal. They're from their deli. You know, they made it right there in the deli. So it was, you know, 
had that, you know, homemade kind of feel. Obviously, it wasn't, but <laughs> and I would get potato salad and, you know, coleslaw. There's our veggie, right? <laughs> and uh, rolls. And it was like, I don't know, it was a good price. And I loved that. And it felt like having a home cooked meal, even though, like I said, it wasn't. But I don't want to eat that now. I don't want to. And it's not because I don't want to, because I've judged it as not good for me. Although, you know, yes, I could judge it as not good for me. It's not. But it also doesn't sound delicious. Right. It doesn't sound good anymore. It's funny how that changes, right? It's like, I'm not doing it because it's, I mean, of course I am in a way, but I'm not. It's like, it just doesn't, I don't want, it's not window worthy. I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't taste good to me anymore. I'd rather have your roasted beets. Yes, roasted beets, Brussels sprouts. (laughs) I actually was at the beach um, with some friends, I guess over a year ago. We were at a restaurant and I'm like, ooh, tell me about the beet salad. And my friends are like, yeah. (laughs) And I got it. It was fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. So, yeah. It's just, you know, we do still eat whatever we want. It's just that whatever we want has a different meaning now. That's what I want people to understand. Yes. I love this way of life and I can't see myself ever going back to what it was before. You know, like I said, like you said, you live, you still go on your trips and you still, you know, maybe you don't fast as long or what I love is you can change it and get right back to where you want to be the very next day or, you know, sure. sure, We're going to have dinner sometimes late at night with family and friends and it's okay. I always tell myself it's okay to eat at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., which I normally don't eat that late. But I know that it's okay. I know the very next day I can just get back to the routine that I like to do. And it's fine, you know, it's fine. And I tell my kids also, like, you know, they're proud of me, of course. My son and my daughter are like, can't believe you've done this, mom. We're so proud of you. And I always tell them, like, you know, this is for me. You know, I don't think you, either one of you need to do intermittent fasting, So we talk about that too, or why I'm not eating dinner with them when we go out to eat, or if it's too late, they know. And they're they're just proud of me for coming so far. You've been able to explain it to them and they understand. I mean, kids really do understand when we're upfront with them. You know, we hear from a lot of moms, especially with daughters. And is your daughter 14 or 11? My daughter's the 11 year old. She's the 11 year old. We hear from moms with daughters that, you know, they're scared to bring it up because, you know, they don't want to pass on any kind of disordered thinking to children. But if anyone is having that struggle, remember that intermittent fasting is not anything at all disordered. It's a healthy way for an adult body to live. It's not for growing bodies or for children's bodies. So we should not hide healthy ways of living. Like we wouldn't hide eating beets and Brussels sprouts, which is healthy for us to live. So we shouldn't hide intermittent fasting. And we should not have the fear that we're presenting a diet culture mindset to our kids. Let them see us eat with gusto when we do eat and explain to them why taking a break for food from food when you're an adult is healthy. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. 
Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements, so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Yes, I do explain that to them. Like your bodies are still growing. You need to continue to eat. You know, I'm not growing. <laughs> Hopefully not growing that way. <laughs> and mom had was in a bad place, you know, and I want them to see that, you know, I've taken control and this has worked for me. And I do eat. They see me eat. They see me eat my meals and what I make. And my daughter's always joking with me. Oh my gosh, mom, you're always in the kitchen. You're always cooking. I'm like, I do cook a lot now, which if you knew me before, it was crazy. I hated being in the kitchen. I hated cooking. You know, it's a lot of to-go stuff. And now it's completely changed. I love to make my own meals and uh, get creative and find new ways to make. And food really tastes good. You know, if you find new ways, you know, like beets, my husband's like, oh, that looks gross. I'm like, no, it actually is really good. And he's like, it really is. It tastes really good. But you're modeling healthy food behavior for your kids now, whereas probably before in those yo-yo years, it was probably more of a diet mindset. And I know I certainly modeled that. Thank goodness my boys did not accept any of that thinking. (laughs) I'm so grateful to that. And of course, having boys probably helped, although boys get trapped in that mindset as well. It's not just for girls, but my boys certainly didn't pick up on that. But they did see me struggling and always doing some crazy something like now I'm not eating wheat or now I'm not eating, you know, any carbs. Now I'm not eating fat. And they would just see me cycle through crazy things. That was more destructive, I'm sure, than watching me develop a healthy relationship as part of my intermittent fasting lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some of the non-scale victories that you've had? Well, like I said, you know, I sleep so much better now. I'm not getting up in the middle of the night like I used to get up. My husband says I don't snore anymore, (laughs) thankfully. The amount of energy, I think, is a big one for me because I would just, you know, my kids would go to school and I would just be like, okay, I'm just going to sit and watch TV or I wasn't active. And now I feel like I'm so much more active. I want to do things around the house. I want to cook. I want to do things for my kids. So now you have you find that it's easier to be active just in your day. Yes, I'm active. Like I said, I'm I don't sit down. I'm I'm doing things all day long, whether it's you know laundry or running errands. I'm not sitting down. You know, I'm I'm doing things, and I think it's also motivated my husband to you know do things, and we go on walks together. 
I think that, you know, since COVID hit, it's brought us closer because we go on daily walks pretty much every day if the weather permits. And I think intermittent fasting too, just it's given me that energy to want to do things and not just be on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point because my husband still talks about all those years when I was overweight and also I had terrible allergies. And so like in the spring, when the weather would be so beautiful, I couldn't go outside because, I mean, it was miserable. That's and thing. I, uh, You have allergies are better? Yes, my allergies have improved. I was getting sinus infections, I would say, every couple of months. For years, I would get sinus infections. I couldn't go outside. Mine would end up as an ear infection, but it would always be drainage of some sort or another. But I really couldn't go outside. And now I can. And so it's just so weird to think about that whole season that I didn't even go out. Do y'all have, I guess, a lot of pollen where you live in Texas? Yes, lots of pollen. And I haven't been sick this whole time, Jen. That's another thing. I haven't had a sinus infection this entire time that I've been doing fasting. No sinus. I haven't had an infection since... 2014, which is remarkable because I got several a year. I did too. I I got them, like I said, every other month. And I told my husband, like, I can't ever go outside with you because I get an infection because the pollen and allergies here are so bad here in Texas. So now it's like, it's okay. And I don't take medicine. I used to take Claritin. Every day. I took it every day. I I think I took Allegra, Allegra every day. And during that pollen season, I not only took Allegra, but I also had to take Benadryl on top of that, like through the day, just that my eyes wouldn't run and the sneezing was so bad. And I'm one of those people that Benadryl doesn't make me sleepy. It makes me like crazy wired. So I felt insane. (laughs) I remember being at school though, having to make it through, popping that Benadryl just to get through the day. (laughs) (laughs) So good not to have that. (laughs) And your health was fine already. So you haven't needed to have other than the joint pain that's the gone. Joint pain, yeah, it's gone. Yes, joint pain that's is from gone. carrying the weight, right? Yes, the weight of I know the weight. I couldn't go up and down the stairs. Now it's like I can do that. I can go up and down the stairs. I have the energy. I can exercise. That's another thing. I did. You know, it was so heavy. I'm like, I told my husband, I can't even. I don't even feel like I could even exercise because I'm so overweight. You know, so that gradually started getting better. Where I could, have, okay, I can go for a walk now. I've lost this weight. I can. My joints feel bad. I feel lighter on my feet. That's true. Because you literally are. I am. (laughs) So is there anything that you struggle with? I do struggle with drinking water. That's one thing. Getting water during the fasting time. Getting water during the fasting time. I, I, I can't seem to make myself drink water. That's one thing I do struggle with is the drinking of the water. Do you drink any, any, what, like, do you drink coffee at all? I drink coffee in the morning. Every day I drink coffee. I actually, someone was asking about that the other day in one of the groups. And I'm like, well, let me read about that a little bit. I mean, I've read about it before, but I've read again. And really the whole thought that caffeine and the coffee dehydrates us is actually not true to the point that you get you take in more liquid through the coffee than any amount of dehydration that occurs as a result. So you are like, can I count coffee as a liquid? Yes, it's mostly okay. Good, good. good. Stress about that. I don't want people to stress about it because um, okay, you're getting fluids in through that coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so drinking water is not not something. Anything else that you struggle with? Uh, no, not really. I guess maybe just thinking, being scared that I will go back to where I used to be. You know, of course, that's always in the forefront of my mind. Am I going to gain this weight back? But I haven't, you know, I've maintained my weight since I got to my goal weight. And 
you know, it's sticking. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, I've had that same fear. It would be, you know, crazy not to, right? Because we had the yo-yo up and down. And the thing that really worried me in the back of my mind was, sure, I've kept it off, but what about menopause? You know, because I'm I'm done. I'm on the other side. I am officially, you know, postmenopausal. I went through the transition. I'm 51, which is the average age for menopause. I'm very average, apparently, with that. But it's good to be on the other side. And I did not gain weight. That's awesome. I know. Awesome. I'm scared. I'm 46. So so you're going through that perimenopausal time yes. where things start to get wacky. Yes. Start things are going to get wacky. So that's scary. <laughs> Well, don't, I, I, my message is don't be scared. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you may have to adjust a few things. Like you may find sugar, for example, may give you hot flashes in a way that it never did before. Or it might keep you awake in a way that it never did before. My body did become more sensitive to alcohol as I went through menopause. So your body is going to change. But if you listen to your body, see, I've listened to mine, even though I... I plugged up my ears and went la, la, la about the alcohol for a long time. <laughs> I finally was like, all right, body, thank you. I get it. And so now I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I'll never drink alcohol again. I drink it rarely, but I, you know, I, I listened. <laughs> so don't be afraid because I know you're already good at listening to your body. Okay. It will guide you. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, I think, like I said, it would be, Hard to not fear that just because, you know, by the time this episode comes out, we'll be past my six year getting to goal mark. And, you That's know, so awesome. And I know you said you've talked about getting rid of your scale, right? You don't have a scale. Well, I have my shape a scale. Have you seen me talk about that in the group? I haven't seen you talk about that. No. If anybody wants to see, read more about it, go to jenstevens.com slash shape It is actually a numberless scale. It gives you a color not a number. So it yeah, like it you get on it and then it works with an app and then like this morning I got green as my color. Green means maintaining. After Christmas, right around Christmas, I got some gray. Gray means that my average is trending up. It only shows you your overall what your trend is doing. But I had some gray, you know, over the Christmas holidays, but then I just was eating normally right after Christmas, and then I had teal, which is my weight went down. So I haven't seen that happen, but I'm certain that's probably what my body did every holiday season all through these six years. I probably had a little bit of gain over the holidays, and then it came right back off. But it's fun to see it happening with that color. Okay, that's interesting. I'll have to look into that. I love it. I'm getting on it every day, and I wondered what would happen if I ever did see gray gray indicating, like I said, weight going up. Would I panic? Would I freak out? And I was so happy that I didn't. Good. Good. I felt just fine about it. So as long as I don't see the actual weight number, apparently I'm okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I, just, I love the shape of scale and um, can't recommend it more highly just because if you're someone who struggles with a number like I did, it can really just free your mind. So we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I would tell someone to really give themselves the time to try it. Don't just do it for a few days and say, I failed. I'm not losing weight. It's going to take some time and just learning and tweaking whatever it is that you're doing if you're not losing weight and just remembering that it's a process. It's not... um, 
a sprint. You know, you're not going to hurry up and get there. It's going to be a process. And I may lose weight faster than you. And that's okay. It's okay because we're all different. Our bodies are different. And that's what I try to tell my friends who say, oh, I'm not losing anything. And I'm like, give it time. Don't just give up because it's been a week and you think you should have lost five pounds. Or, or I have some friends say, oh, I only lost one pound. I'm like, that's awesome. What do you mean only? That is one pound or even it's a half a pound. I didn't always lose you know, three pounds a week. Sometimes I even gained a pound or two and you're like, oh. but then I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I, I'm moving. It's that marathon. We're moving in the right direction. Yes. It's a marathon. It's not going to happen quickly. Maybe it, it did or didn't, but it's just learning your body, trying to figure out what works for you because we're all different. Our bodies are all different and need different things. And, and tweaking it, you know, saying, okay, that didn't work for you. Well, then try something else. Um, and that's what I try to tell my friends that are, you know, skeptical or will say, well, it's not working. I didn't, I only lost a pound. I'm like, it's a pound. Right. <laughs> it's good. Mentioned it in one of the groups just the other day, she said, well, I was talking to my doctor about it. I'm not losing any weight. And she said, intermittent fasting doesn't work for everybody. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, you know, no works for it's always working it, it may not be working for weight loss but it's working in it for on something in your body you know it's not doing zero in your body it's doing something positive so it may not be the only tool you need to lose weight and that's what I tell my friends too is you know go out there get get your book I talk about your book a lot I talk about your podcast listen to her podcast because you listen to different stories and everyone has something different to share and you'll learn something new that you didn't know before and like you said it's not always going to be about weight loss it's something good happening in your body that you may not be able to see on a scale but you see that my skin's improving you know I'm sleeping better through the night I don't have these joint pains like I used to have in every part of my body, it seemed like. I have more energy. So don't just give up because you're not losing weight right away. I tell them something good is happening in your body. You may not be able to see it right now, but it's happening. And just educate yourself. The benefits are there. It's doing something in your body in a healthy way. Well, Cynthia, I have so enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you so very much. And thank you, Jen, really, because I know we've never met, but I always talk about you to my friends. I feel like I know you. I'm like, oh, Jen. <laughs> and there's all of the stuff that you've done for others. It's just amazing. And I just want to thank you because I do credit you for helping me into losing this amount of weight. And well, I'm incredibly grateful to be able to bring this message to the world. And I'm grateful that people are listening. Yes. And I, if I can change someone and inspire someone to, you know, get on board, I I would love to. Well, you will. You will. Thousands and thousands of people are going to hear you (laughs) tell your story. (laughs) And thank you so very much. Thank you, Jen. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on.
Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.